Blog Talk Radio. Hello there. This episode of Ready to Unload with Cal and Sam Pete is brought to you by Dummy the Web Series, starring, written, and directed by our buddy Joe Dallow, and also starring Izzy Diaz. Dummy is the very funny story of Sammy and Donnie. One's a dummy, one isn't. Maybe they both are. I don't know. Go check it out. Episode 3 is up, where they go in search of an agent. It's pretty funny. Go check it out. Go to YouTube.com, search Dummy the Web Series, and subscribe to the channel so you can get all the episodes as soon as they come out. I know they're working on episode four as we speak. Go check it out. And now it's time for Ready to Unload with Cal and Sam Pete. Talking New York sports nice. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. (laughs) We're tonight's entertainment. Hold the phone. Hey, brother. (laughs) This is serious. Serious. We could make Hello there, and welcome to Ready to Unload with Cal and Sam Pete, New York Sports Talk Podcast, episode number 217. Hi, welcome to the show. I'm one of your hosts, Steve San Pietro. Welcome to the podcast, coming to you live from Comac, New York, Bayside, New York, and Freehold, New Jersey. It's Ready to Unload with Cal and Sam Pete, New York Sports Talk Podcast. Nice. I said that. I don't care. Say it again. Hi, welcome to the show. Um, this is a, a sports talk. Yes, we talk about sports, uh, properties of sports. <laughs> no, we talk about uh, and whatever else comes to our mind. So go grab a cup of coffee, have a piece of cake, a slice of uh, cheesecake, a donut, maybe some crumb cake, nice, uh, and Italian. The lace cookies, the chocolate lace cookies, my favorite. If you get a box of cookies, nice. And uh, check out Ready to Unload with Cal and Sam Pete, number two hundred and seventeen. Yes, we have got a lot to talk about. I promise you that. It's going to be great. So hang out with us live. If not, it is available on iTunes tomorrow morning. Search Ready to Unload with Cal and Sam Pete and you can download the podcast. Hi, I am the aforementioned Sam Pete. I don't know where my dialect went. Put that gun down. Tommy Lee Jones, very early in the show tonight. Uh, Hi, uh, Steve San Pietro. Uh, let's bring in the co-host of the program. Let's get right to it. We have a lot of sports to talk about. We welcome back the bishop. Cal. He is... No, the bishop, I said. Um, but this is the co-host of the program. Uh, Mr. Brian Calneva Calvino. Caliente. Brian Calvi. He's so uh, so handsome, so debonair tonight in his sweatshirt. Is that a, is that a champion? 
Is that a Russell Athletic? No. <laughs> Hi, Brian. Hi, Brian Calvi here. Hi, Brian. How's it going? Are you a cub reporter? <laughs> Hi. How do you do? Brian Calvi, RTU Sports. Yeah, Hi, everybody. Question. One question. Brian Calvi, RTU Sports. Hi. Uh, what's up, buddy? Not much. Not much. And a whole lot at the same time. It's amazing. There's nothing going on in sports. There's a lot going on in sports. And it's cold, man of Manischewitz. Yeah, it's cold. Wow. It's supposed to be um, one this weekend. Like for a prolonged uh, period of time. You missing a are you missing a number there? No, no negatory, good buddy. Just one. One. A Sunday from like three o'clock PM to like eight o'clock PM. One. One it it would be one degree. That's not right. right. It wouldn't be one degrees. One degree. Oh yeah, that's a wow. Right? Stumped. stumped. Hashtag stumped. It'd never be, it's, it could never be that. It's always degrees. It can only be a degree if it's one. It could never be. So two degrees, one degree. 98 degrees. <laughs> what? Is there a week that goes by in the five years that we have done this podcast where you do not mention a boy band? Um, probably not. Probably not. Hey, have you ever heard of the show that Christine Taylor was on called Hey Dude? Hey Dude. I just heard about this today. Yeah, a long time. I mean, we were we were kids when it was on. It was 89. We looked it up. We had to IMDb it. There's a bunch of people in my office that are considerably younger than me. Like a good 10 to 12 years. Um I hate that. Yeah, they're right in that like 28 to 32, you know, sort of age range, but that's a huge gap. Even though it's huge. only, like, the 33-year-old is only seven years younger than me, huge gap. Mm-hmm. Totally different music, totally different TV shows. Like, our overlap is, is, is big. It's as big as, like, we were born in 74, spoiler alert, mm-hmm. um, somebody born in, like, 68 or 67. Like PJ? PJ was born in Like, the night that the bigger gap. The night that the Beatles made their debut on Ed Sullivan. <laughs> so did PJ. PJ. <laughs> so did PJ. Um, no, but 1967 and 1974, big gap. You're like 10 years old in 1960 or 1977. You're watching entirely different shows than we did. Because we were three, we weren't watching the same things that they were watching. That's right. Right. So, hey, dude, what? Never heard of it. It was 1989. We were fifteen, so these and these guys were seven or eight. The thirty-year-old was like five or six when it was on. Yeah, she was watching it. The thirty-three-year-old was eight or nine. Wait, wait, why would a five-year-old be watching that? Because it was on like Disney. Yeah, but five years old—that's like cartoon. Yeah, I guess. Well, it was on till ninety-one, till she was seven. Still pushing it. Well, not really. Not really. Either my way, age, I have never heard of this show. I remember it, yeah. Christine Taylor. Christine Taylor. Nobody else have nobody else on that show. Nobody, we looked on IMDb, nobody broke out. I do remember there was a Native American character, though, named Danny. Are you serious? Yeah. Look it up. His name well, was Danny, I, I and he did. was Native American. Right. 
he and had that was long it? hair. That was, that was his storyline, basically. <laughs> and they all worked. They all worked on a dude ranch. Well, yes, that's that was explained to me. Hey, dude. Hey, dude. Hence the name. There was another show that they mentioned in there that we. It wasn't step by step because step by step we know. Oh, what was it? There was another show that was mentioned in there that was like sort of tail endish for us, right? Um, that I that I had maybe. Oh, what did she say? I can't remember. Anyway, uh, enough to make you feel very old. Yeah, I don't need that much to make me feel old these days. No, it's pretty happens pretty regularly. Pretty yeah. regularly. How are you, buddy? I'm good. I'm good. How are you? I'm great. We had a Forget great time. Uh, How are you? The, I'm fine. Thank you. That's good. very sweet of you. Good. You're a very sweet man. I'm worried. We, we had a wonderful time at the game on uh, Tuesday. Yeah. Guys night at the game. Guys night with my little guy. Yeah. He was great. He made it for the whole game um, for the first time ever for a night game. Uh, the, we're talking about an Islanders game. And uh, Cal was uh, generous enough to uh, to get the tickets and and uh, good deal on Groupon. You know those seats are high up. Who cares? I don't problem. know. I I can't get upset about seats at a hockey game. No, you know what? The only problem with those seats at the Nassau Coliseum is that it cuts off the top of the scoreboard. Yeah. And and we're in a weird. We were in a weird spot where you didn't get the TV to show you the scoreboard. Right. We were in. That's sort the of only an, problem. We were in sort of a no man's land for the for the replay. But otherwise, at that in that arena, and we're going to miss that when it's gone. We'll yes. get to that well, later. We're on. going to talk about that. Yes, you and but, I got you and I got in a fight today. But in, in that arena, there's no uh, obstructed view of the ice. Right. Not any seat is obstructed of the ice. Right. You can see the ice exactly. And I think, you know, this when you're bringing a four-year-old, like he was through the roof excited. So you know that sort of didn't matter. And it, we just had such a wonderful time. But it was the administering of... You had the line of the night. I had strategically planned my M&M dispense, dispensary. The the infusion of M&Ms was strategic. And uh, I gave him those M&Ms at... What was it like? <laughs> like 8.25? It was the third period. It was before the third right period. Right before the third period. And he... You had the line of the night because he started. He was very my my four year old is pretty sedate. He likes watching the game like for the first period, right? Callie just sat there. Yeah, very quiet, like taking it in, taking it in, and then all of a sudden the M and M's kicked in, and he's bouncing on the seat, going, "Let's go Islanders! Let's go Islanders! Let's go Islanders! Let's go Islanders!" Like it was just like a junkie. <laughs> and you had the 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 greatest line, which was, uh, "I'm sorry, did he eat those M and M's or did he mainline those M and M's?" Well, because it happened so quick. <laughs> you did. I mean, I I have to say, I've got kids, and we've done the same thing with them. You give them candy, and they go through the roof. I've never seen it happen that fast. It was instantaneous. I was expecting a little lag time. I was hoping like they would kick in with like five minutes into the third period, and that would take. By the way, completely putting my father of the year award, my candidacy took a major hit, there, big time. That worked. Almost as fast as Ambisol. They really did. Right? They really did. You put you put that stuff on your tooth when you got a toothache and right like immediately your mouth is numb. Right. That's how quickly he got excited and, and all hoppy. Just hopped up. 
just hopped up and he but, and it lasted. But he was good. He was fun. Oh, yeah, he wasn't no. annoying. He wasn't no. it was great. No, he was into like it manifested itself for him in chanting Let's Go Islanders and you know, doing the clap and the chant and the people around us were cracking up. Yeah. And uh he you know, but it was <laughs> I had, I was hoping for a little lag time. So he made it to the end. And then uh strategically, again, Huge. When they pulled the goalie, Edmonton did me a major favor. The Oilers did me a big favor by calling a timeout with 40 seconds left. Right. That allowed you to get a get a head start. That's right. So crowd. we went down uh, to the ramp, put the jacket on, the uh, the scarf, the, like the great line in Christmas Story. Mike <laughs> getting ready to go outside was like getting ready for deep sea fishing or deep sea, deep sea uh, diving. Like it looked like a tick about to pop with the hat and the scarf and the thing. And then we hung out and we watched the very end right from the from the ramp, you know? And then as soon as the yeah. horn went off when they won, sprint, I mean, beeline to the car. Beeline. Right. Just scooped him up like a football and just ran. And then he crashed, man. Yeah. I mean, we got to the car, Cal, and he was like, on the way to the car, he told me he wants a Casey, uh, Casey Suzuki's jersey. He doesn't want a JT jersey anymore which is legendary. Like, my son wants the fourth-line center's jersey, not the perennial all-stars jersey. Right. Just like his old man who had to have a Tim Tuffle jersey instead of a Gary Carter jersey. So, and then he got in the car, Cal, and he looked like, you know, he was on the road with the Stones, like, in 67, and they just just (laughs) played, like, a show. Like, he's in, like, the car seat with, like, his shirt up, like, like, his belly hanging out, like... Like an outtake from Almost Famous. Yeah, exactly. He he looked like he looked like Stillwater. He definitely did. Stillwater was that their name? Uh, yeah, I think so. Uh, speaking of, we'll talk to the the bishop about that. We should bring in the bishop. Uh, but he hasn't been around in a while. We'll talk about Cameron Crowe's new movie, which our buddy E Ray sent us the trailer for in the fun load. Something has to be. We're, we're going to discuss in the fun load tonight the biggest shark jumps in the history of. Of popular culture, mm-hmm. we may have we may have done it. <laughs> so, um, but it was great. And then he got home, Cal, and he was so tired. This is like, like the sugar crash and the tired. He started to cry, like as I was like taking his shirt off, and it was like a Why'd you do this to me? <laughs> like, <laughs> he just looked at me like, Daddy, I'm so tired. <laughs> great but he had a great time awesome time at the islanders game we're going to talk about the islanders in a minute and uh about the coliseum we got into it today you and me buddy nah Nah, no in a good way (laughs) in a good way i thought it was a good conversation i really did um so uh but everything else is good with you i just saw you on tuesday yeah so nothing has changed in two days right your birthday's coming up your birthday yeah yeah, later on right we're about two weeks away um, approximately. We're 13 days away from your birthday. Right. So what do you want? <laughs> <laughs> so what are you getting? I want some peace and quiet. Around here. Yeah. For goodness sake. Uh, let's bring in the bishop. We haven't hey, seen him in hey. two weeks. The bishop. Where is he? Where's the third man in? Where's the five for fighting? There he is. Yeah. Hey, 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 hey,
Sean White, everyone. <laughs> this is definitely the snowboarding on guitar. George Lynch. <laughs> <laughs> Wow, he plays it just as good as Steve Vai did. He really does. Not as good as Steve Stevens. Well. Did you know? I No, I, I think I just found this out. That, uh, oh, you're feeding back, Peach. Darn it. Darn it. Goodbye. You might have. <laughs> he hangs up so quickly now. You don't have to tell him twice. Nope, you don't. I mean, you could if you want to. But I don't recommend it. Um. Did you know that Was Stevens, who uh, is the guy who shot me on Blacklist? Right. I believe Steve Stevens is his brother. No kidding. I, I'm not making it up. Wow. Yep. I believe that's accurate. Is that crazy? That is crazy. Do you love that story? That's like a, uh, Six Degrees of Kevin Bacon, right? That's, there, okay, he's back. He's back. He's not going to miss the opportunity to play that. Hey, Peach, what's up, buddy? <laughs> I wasn't going to play the whole thing. That's what you get for keeping me on hold for so long. That's what that happened. Nobody, That's right. nobody that kept happened. you on hold. You're the producer. You could step in here anytime you like. You can anytime take yourself you like. off hold. You can take yourself off hold. Hey, hold. Hey, you hold your hold button. Mute yourself is what I'm saying. Did your daughter yourself. have her, her first ever play tonight? Is that what I'm understanding? First time her on stage, stage. Her stage debut, Cal. Wow. How is that? Came out from the shadows. It was so great. What's the name of the play again? It was like zombie something? Zombie prom. Take, uh, take Grease and smash it together with little Shapaharas and you get zombie prom. Sure you do. It's a real show. I love that George C. Romero is apparently the uh, the director of of the plays there at the middle school. <laughs> well, the makeup was very good. <laughs> What's his name? Uh, Rodriguez, right? Oh, um, it's, it's in a Rodriguez movie. Yeah, no. it's a Rodriguez. Yeah. No, movie. it was very Richard Rodriguez. Very tame. Richard Rodriguez. Richard. Very tame. I don't I don't think it's Richard, I feel. No, I don't think so either. Henry Rodriguez, former no. slugger for the Chicago Cubs. <laughs> Robert? Julia Rodriguez. It is Robert Rodriguez. It is not Julia Rodriguez, <laughs> definitively. <laughs> How was she? Was she good? Did she fall off the stage? What? No. I'm asking. Why would she fall off the stage? <laughs> That's my favorite line from City Slickers. She was in one play and she fell off the stage. That's not talent. That's gravity. The performing, oh, arts a school, good line. the performing arts school costs money, and she has real talent. She was in one play, and she <laughs> fell off the stage. Um, how was she? Was she killer? She was killer. She's very tall. So they, you know, Sigourney they put her in the back of scenes. There are a lot of kids in that, in that school Davis. that have not hit their growth spurt yet. You know, she there's a lot, of, there's a lot of four, four, a lot of four foot eight high school kids. Still going around. So she was in the back of a lot of scenes. Supermodel Iman. Um, had some had some tremendous costume changes. Nice. And uh and uh I got to see her uh her, her playbook. 
You know what's what? What does she do on stage when she has to do crowd scenes? You know, she, what, she, 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 she did some she doing crowd work. She was she. She, she did a lot of crowd scenes, a lot, a lot of chorus numbers, a lot of crowd scenes, and and she, right. uh, she, her thing on stage was mainly the oh my god, did he just say that? Um, that was her move. That was her move. That was the body language and 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 face the whole night. Oh my god, did he just say that? Like seventy five right. times, and every time it was better. Yeah, <laughs> I want to um, I and and being completely serious here, I'm so glad that she a had this play tonight, and it was such a cool experience. We talked a little bit about Cal's Girls with Dance last week, and then I had this past week in a really interesting experience with Wesley, and I want to table it all for the fun load because I have a a very what's to me an interesting discussion and on my end it involves sports but just an interesting what I think is an interesting discussion to have with you guys about the kids and vicariousness and watching them perform and stuff like that so I want you to save a bit of this for the fun load but we do want to ask the last time we spoke to you the Super Bowl show you were on an exercise bike and uh, how'd that go I'm I'm not on it right now would you like me to get on it right now you look much thinner. Have you been on since? Have you been on since? <laughs> uh, yeah, no, every day. And okay. I mean, you know, uh, uh, an old acquaintance of ours uh, who I had chance to grab a quick dinner with. Um, How quick? How quick was we, the dinner? The dinner was 25 minutes. That is quick. After head, after Hedvig and the Angry Inch. Oh, yeah. Um, the, fir- the first thing she said to me was, uh, you lost weight. There you go. I... Wow. That's yeah. the best, right? I'm paying for dinner. Well, this, this one's is, this on is me. Notorious, this is a notorious weight watcher. I mean, if she says it, it's got to be true. Yeah, that's true. That's true. She <laughs> she is she's always she's always been a measuring stick. Like if yeah. you want to be if you if you want to be told you've gained or lost weight, eh, she's a good person yeah. to talk to. That's right. I want to know if I'm up or down. Hey, what do you think? Mm-mm. All right. Mm, sorry, no, thanks. negatory. Right. Not good. Not good. <laughs> how do you like She's this shirt? Uh, I like it on the hanger. That's how I like that shirt. <laughs> That's one of her famous lines. <laughs> <laughs> Considerably better in the store before you bought it. <laughs> so she tells it like it is. She does, but she's very. She has a great deal of uh, she uh, tells delicacy. it like it is with a small punch to the gut. Yeah, she's del- <laughs> especially if that gut is ample. She's she does have a delicacy though. If you're if you're trending the wrong way, I will say that mm. she has a delicacy. She she will make it. But if you've lost weight, forget it. It's it's uh, the balloons come down and the confetti. It's like yeah. you just bought a car at Toyota, like a Toyotathon. I couldn't. Be- well, I don't hear this is this is something I don't hear a lot. Hey, you've lost weight. I mean, when have I had an opportunity to hear that except when I was in the ICU? That's when you, <laughs> That's when you take out you're your iPhone thinner. and you're like, "Can you say that again loudly into this voice recorder <laughs> so I may play this for myself when I'm on the the exercise bicycle?" Maybe you are you looking all the uh, wires and IVs, but you look thinner. <laughs> I don't know if it's this hospital bed or this hospital gown, but you, or the fact that you haven't had solid foods in four days, you look good. That's like uh, That's what it was. Elaine's uh, artist boyfriend, right? He lost all the weight. Now I got $10,000 yeah. worth of triangles. 
Did you watch the Super Bowl, Peach? Every second of it, yes. We haven't talked to you since. Oh before my God! Super- has it been this long? No, it's been a long it time. hasn't. Although been that the long. Super Bowl was only a week and a half ago, it's been a while. It um, feels like it's been like a month, and it hasn't been. Please don't break into that song. Um, <laughs> I just, it's a, it's an ode to comedy, Bang Bang. I have to do it because Scott Ackerman does <laughs> it. Right. Um, we we, uh, we we watched it as a family over here. Would you have run the ball there or what? I I screamed. I screamed. <laughs> Even PJ screamed. Even me. <laughs> Even you knew they were supposed to hand the ball off there. And I'm just not insulting about, you. Just a little bit. No, no, no. No, no, no. The I the the least sportsy person around. <laughs> Even I knew. They they got that they got that guy what Lynch they got that guy. Why did George they get to him? They got <laughs> George Lynch on guitar. <laughs> George Lynch from Dawkins. You give the ball and the solo to George Lynch, always. Yeah. Now, see, everybody knew. See? See, oh, we gotta, we got to talk about the, we got to talk about the Daily Show, too, in, uh, in the fun load. The fun load's going to be long, and it's 1025 already. So let's get to the sports, then. Can we yeah, get to I, think, sports? I think we're going to have to. Well, I mean, it, you know, there's no baseball. There's no football. Basketball if there's time, that, uh, I'd also like to add um, uh, a series of negative comments about Pauly Shore. <laughs> I, there's I'm, always I'm, time I'm, for I'm, that. I'm, we'll make time. I'm we'll infuriated time. about. <laughs> I'm infuriated about Pauly Shore. I, I, I want to bring you in on it. Can we talk about it's Kanye whole, too and the whole Beck thing? Kanye could work in on it too. Um, There's going to be some fun load. Yeah, going to be some Pauly Shore imbeciles who don't deserve it. Who don't deserve what they got? Anything. What's it? Get set. What is it? What is it? It's a, <laughs> it's it. What is it? We're doing this again. <laughs> We're doing epic again. <laughs> what is it? Very coming out. The the senator the it, from the it, Comac raises the it a good question. Is 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 a career and 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 an, an ongoing uh, existence. Um, in, 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 I guess entertainment or or um, fame and and how is this imbecile still around? Okay, That's is fair. that is that it different than the it in? He just gets it. How about that guy? He totally. gets it. Different it. Two, two very, different it. Very related. Very related because no matter what question you throw at Paulie Shore, he doesn't understand you. Okay. And it started to make me so angry. He was on he was on Nerdist last week. There you go. There it is. He couldn't answer a single question. So he doesn't get it, he doesn't deserve it, and he just doesn't have it. As opposed to the conversation with Tom Cruise, I just want to make movies. Remember that? Yes. No matter what they threw. Now, you could tell that there are wheels turning in Tom Cruise. (laughs) And he's he's avoiding questions. He's avoiding questions by saying that. He's got, that's his presence of mind, is that he's going in that direction. Yeah. Paulie Shore... I'm not sure if he knows 
if the lights are on in the room, if he Nobody remembered knows. to get dressed. But on on a really on a really disturbing level, right? Where where you start to you start to be like, well, how are you entitled to anything you have here? You've got yeah. you've got nothing. Should be Zero. thanking thanking Mitzi quite a bit, I would imagine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Well, so, we'll, so we're gonna get PJ's thoughts later on <laughs> right? I think someone wants to dive into the front end of the program. <laughs> you, let's uh, let's go into the sports type things. As we're 28 minutes in, although we talked about sports, taking your son to a game is sports. All right. Not. Should we talk about the game itself? Well, what's the big unload here? What are we doing? What are we talking I, I about? I actually have three things that I want to discuss tonight. I figured you might. Let's hear them. Uh, we can go in any order that you like. Um, but the first one is, or one of them is um, the Mets. Mm-hmm. One of them is A-Rod. Mm-hmm. And the other one is, of course, the Islanders and the, the Coliseum issue that we were discussing today. So any order you want to go in, my question with the Mets is very specific. Okay. Do you want to start? I guess we're starting there. No, no. I mean, we, so we, start, so we it doesn't matter what order I want to go in. It, it does. <laughs> we can start with A-Rod. It's any order you want to go in, but, but, but about the Mets. But, right. <laughs> That's enough about me. How's my ass in these jeans? Any good? Um, I, feel like a, I feel like a dog on water skis right now. <laughs> <laughs> Which is adorable. Spuds McKenzie. That's how I feel. I feel like Spuds McKenzie. If you were, though, we should be videotaping it so we can put it up on YouTube because that's adorable. Right. And submit it to America's Funniest Home Videos. That's right. Um, Can you... So where are we starting? Wherever you like. No, no. You were about to to start. So let's just start. Can you think of anything stranger? I mean, I'm sure you can, but just in a sports context. Then what's going on with A-Rod right now? Oh, that works perfectly because that's where I wanted to start. What's going on with A-Rod right now? Well, just the... Yeah. Just, oh, I'm sorry. That was a question? <laughs> or you had a statement? <laughs> oh, do you, well, there's more? I'm sorry. I interrupted you. Please. There's no more. Go on. No, you you go. Well, what's going on? Is that the question? What's going on with A-Rod? No, you asked me if there's anything more strange than what's currently going on with A-Rod. Yeah. Um, in sports? Yeah, just from a sports context, I mean, can you think of another... Look, we've seen holdouts, we've seen acrimonious situations. You know, I was watching the uh, football life the other night. The uh, 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 Marcus Allen football life. I didn't know, like, or, or didn't remember any of that. The feud no, with Al Davis. The, he sat on the bench for, like, four years. And he still had 15,000 yeah. yards Total offense and 145 touchdowns, and they used him as a fullback. Like I did, I, I just I didn't really I I paid attention to the Jets at that time, and there's no internet and there's no you know newspapers and ESPN, and so you you didn't really pay attention to stuff like that. Well, we were also ten. No, that was like 1989, 90, oh, 91, 92. No, he was, 92. No, he was not. At that point. I just watched it. 
I just watched it. 89? Yes. I just watched it. Yes, because Bo Jackson is there. They brought in Roger Craig. Then they brought in Eric Dickerson. They brought in Bo Jackson. They made him a fullback. I mean, it was incredible. Right. Hall of Famer Marcus Allen. Hall of Famer Marcus Allen, which he says about 13 times. Right. Which is great. And you don't, and you don't, Resent it? You don't feel badly about it? You don't like? You don't like? Think, yeah, no, that's right. He's a hall of famer. Right, right. You don't think he's bragging or whatever? Like when he's talking about that, you're like, oh, right, yes, Hall of Famer Marcus Allen was benched like three times, and his last year at the Raiders, he didn't play. Yeah, at here all. you go. Here you go. Ninety-two with the Raiders, sixteen games, zero starts. He had 67 carries in 16 games, 1992. Four carries a game for Four Hall of Famer Marcus Allen. That's right. The well, year, the year before, and now he's hurt for parts of these games. 1990, right? 16 games, 15 game starts, but he's a fullback. So he only gets 179 carries. So in so go back to that. In 92, he had 67 carries. 67 carries in 16 games. He's active, how many, he's active for every game. Okay, how many did he have the following year with Kansas City? Following year with Kansas City, 16 games, 10 starts, 206 carries, okay. 764 yards, and 12 touchdowns. So there's, so there's the answer. Oh, and then he, he also mixed in 34 receptions for 238 and 3 touchdowns. Okay. The next year, 13 games, 13 starts, 189 carries for 709 yards. Seven touchdowns, four, 42 receptions for 349. The next year, 207 carries for 890 yards and five touchdowns. The next year, 15 starts, 206 carries, 830 yards, nine touchdowns. This was a guy who Al Davis decided they couldn't use. So there was, but there was more going on. There was a ton going on, and there was this right. huge feud going on, and he was not welcome, and he like they wouldn't shake hands, and it was un. The parallels between this, this and A Rod, to me, are incredible. And his teammates, Marcus Allen's uh, teammates, loved him, loved him. Right. Like how you know you got guys giving testimonials up and down Howie Long, and Art Shell was the coach for that one year, and Art Shell was like. I, uh, it's not, uh, I talked to Al Davis. I don't, uh, I don't, that's above my pay grade. Um, it was very reminiscent of the A-Rod situation. And frankly, this is just bizarre, Cal. The Yankees are on the hook for all these home run incentives, right? Yeah. So they don't want to pay those. He's not going to play third base. He's only going to be a DH. They told him they're not handling any of his press conferences or anything, and he's not to get there a minute earlier than he's supposed to. They still owe him how much? Four years? Uh, I think it's three years. I think it's $60 million. $60 no, million. more. Yeah. I think, it's, I think it's closer to three years, like $75 million. Well, no, then it might be two years at $60 million. Two years and 60 That's right. That's right. Right. Without the home run bonuses. Right. Do you cut him? No. I mean, do you just release him? 
I mean, how effective is he going to be? He's Here's, going to be 40 years old coming off a of hip surgery. Yeah. He only played 44 games the year before this, right? Right. Then last year he didn't play at all. I There's got to be an injury way out of this for them, right? They're going to they're going to be on the hook to pay him all that money. They're not they're not going to be able to get out of paying him 60 million dollars. So the question becomes, do you want him around? Or right. do you give him 60 million dollars to just go away? I think you give him the 60 million dollars to go away. I really do. See the problem with him though is I don't think he'd go away. Right. And also they need him. <laughs> yeah, kind of. They could certainly use him to be a decent bat in that lineup, Cal. Well, again, A-Rod that we remember. This is 40-year-old A-Rod coming off a year off, a hip surgery, and no more steroids. Right. So, What does is, what is their lineup look like right now? Teixeira at first. Right. Drew at second. Right. Uh, Didi uh, Gregorius at short. Right. Chase Headley at third. Yes. Beltran and Wright? Mm, I don't know if Beltran's going to start in the outfield. He might DH. Okay. So. So you got, uh, what's his we name? We have Gardner. Gardner in left, Gaudy in left. Right. You got Ellsbury uh, in, in center. Who's your right fielder? Um, You're telling me it's not Beltran? Yeah, maybe it is Beltran, but who's going to be the DH? A-Rod. No, there's somebody else, too. And then the catcher's McCann, right? Mm-hmm. That's a weird lineup. <laughs> it's going to be a strange year for the Yankees, I think. Didn't they get a... Uh, I feel like we're missing somebody. We're definitely missing somebody. Uh, they 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 could certainly use him to come back and be a middle-of-the-lineup guy. Otherwise, just cut him. This is bizarre. It's bizarre. I don't, I don't think they're going to cut him. You think they're going to cut him? I don't. So then what? They may, you know, <laughs> I I tell you, they these these Steinbrenner boys may not have the uh, they may not have it. What the acumen? <laughs> yeah, the, forget about the acumen. They may not have the stones <laughs> to just yeah. do this. Their pitching is not bad. Their pitching could be very good if it stays healthy. You don't know what Sabathia is going to give you. You don't know if Pineda is healthy. You don't know. Obviously, the biggest question is, um, uh, what's his name? Thank you. Nova? No. No. Um, Tanaka. Tanaka. Thank you. Um, Tanaka is obviously a huge question. All signs are that he's done well and that his you know his rehab went extraordinarily well. He's had no pain in the arm. Um, you have Pineda there. You have uh, Nathan Ivaldi. Who they traded for? Who could be a plus arm? Uh, Andrew Miller, who they signed. There's a lot there. The right fielder is Chris Young, by the way. It's Chris Young. <laughs> that Chris Young. I mean, Beltron's going to play right field too. He is. I don't think he's going to play that much. He's got to. I don't think so. I think he's going to DH most of the time. And A Rod just sits on the bench. Twenty twenty-seven million dollars or thirty million dollars. Yeah, I think they might. That might be the, that might be the best place for him. He makes twenty two this year, twenty one next year, and twenty one in two thousand and seventeen. So it's sixty five for three. Yeah, without the home run bonuses. Right. Right. Well, if he doesn't start, he's never he's gonna get not, those. Yeah. Right. 
and they're well within their right to not start. They don't have to start him. No, they don't have to play him. Because he stinks probably right now. We don't know. We don't know what, he, are, what he's going to do. The Yankees are on the – This is, I'm just looking at some of their contracts. This is unbelievable. Unbelievable. Wow. Brian McCann. You ready? 17, 17, 17, 17. Mm-hmm. He's owed $68 million guaranteed over the next four years. Right? Did I do the math right there? Uh, 68. Yeah. He's 31. He's 30. He's a 31 year old catcher. Yep. <laughs> wow. Anyway, um, all I wanted to say about A-Rod was, and then of course he met with the team, right? Did you hear anything else about that other than it was like an hour and a half and they told him don't come to spring training early? Well, he met with, he met with, um... I think he went with went with Girardi and Cashman and yeah and management. Um, and he apologized. Right. But we don't know what he apologized. For. <laughs> right. Right. He just apologized because he's maintained his innocence. Right. So he's just saying sorry to anybody who'll listen. And and everybody now is saying we're just going to get past this and and we're going to focus on playing baseball and that's it. And now everything that happened is in the past and now we're just going to worry about. Playing, playing baseball. Right. Okay. So, Good. So that's it. It's over. Yeah. Nothing to see here. Move along. Just playing, <laughs> just playing baseball. The good thing is they only owe CC Sabathia another $53 million guaranteed. That's the good, that's the good thing. Over the next two and a half years. Well, they have, a, they have a $5 million buyout in 17. But you could argue that his contract has been good. Yeah. I, I would absolutely say if you ask a Yankee fan that you were going to get what you got out of Sabathia for that contract, they would have taken it. But it was the re-up, Cal. The re-up that they gave him. He had the option out year after four years. I would have let him walk. Because you got four great yeah, years out of it. Maybe. Some let these, A-Rod walk, too. I, I That's just twice. Right. Twice the guy re-upped, and then they wound at, up getting through. Right. At some point, I want you to um, go to you know baseball... Uh, reference.com pull up the Yankees and the team future payrolls and then pull up the Mets and the team future payrolls no and see see what the Mets have on the books for 2016 it's 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 wow the Yankees the Yankees right now have on the books for 2016 on the books 182 million dollars 182.8 that's a lot of money. That's with one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. That's ten players. All the rest are either free agents or arbitration eligible or eligible or in their pre arb years. That's they have a, a lot of they money. have hundred and eighty two million dollars guaranteed to ten players. I mean it's it's staggering. Staggering. That's a full $90 million more than the Mets payroll this year for 10 players. And, and the Mets payroll is just over $90 million. That's itself. correct. That's correct. Right. It's double the Mets payroll for next year. For next year. Uh, this year, they're at 211 for 20 players. Well, that's double. That's more than double that's, what the Mets are paying this that's, year. That's time and a half. Yeah. <laughs> It's unbelievable. Speaking of the Mets, 
I said, uh, I, I will say this. As a non-Yankee fan, I am fascinated by the A-Rod thing. Just to see how it plays out. And I also don't think they're going to be very good. All right. I guess I we'll think, see. I don't think they're going to be bad. I just don't think they're going to be very good. It'll be interesting to see I what think they they're, are. Yeah, I think they're... If They could be good if everything breaks right and everybody stays healthy. They could be good. They're so old. <laughs> they really are. I feel like they always find a way to be in there. Yes. No. And and, and and part of that's a credit to Joe Girardi. He's an excellent underrated manager, I think, in many ways. He's a terrible tactician at times, and he overthinks things. Right. But during a regular season, getting the most out of a team, that team last year shouldn't have won as many games as it did. Shouldn't have. No. You know, he'll get he'll get 85 wins out of this team. But that's not going to get you anything in the American League. Probably not. There's too many good teams in yeah. the American League. I, like I said, I don't think they're bad. I don't think they're good. But you never know. That that staff, if Tanaka stays healthy, that staff could be very good. Right. Brett Gardner's 31 already. That happened yeah. fast. Yeah, well, you want to talk about feeling old. Okay, I do. Let's do Brett it. Brett Gardner's going to be 31. <laughs> Yeah, A Rod's gonna be forty. Yeah, Derek Same. Jeter's retired. Derek Jeter's out of baseball, retired. Right. Did he retire? I didn't. I missed it. Yeah, I don't know if you heard. Yeah, I didn't yeah. see anything going on. Well, there. he went. He went very quietly. It's like he was here one day, gone the next. Uh, pitchers and catchers are next Thursday, Cal. Yeah. So my one Nine quick spring. my one quick Met thing is just on the Harvey article. You know the the Matt Harvey penned article for Derek Jeter's website. Is that for Derek Jeter's website? That's the Players Tribune. Yeah. Oh, That's... I didn't know. No, I had no idea. Yeah. Tell me about that. What? What? You didn't? Derek Jeter founded this website, the Players Tribune. Yeah. Which is designed to be uh, by sports athletes. I had heard about it in concept. I hadn't seen the rollout. Yeah, it rolled out. I think it was a quiet rollout. But since then... Soft soft open? Yeah. Since then, they've had... I don't know. I I can't remember who else has has published articles for them. But but this Matt Harvey article was, was part of that website. Is that why he put Bureau Chief or whatever? Or... I don't think he did that. Or is that like a joke? No, I think that that's how they, I think they just, you know, the editors of the, of the piece right. just labeled it. But, you know, of course it's, it's Matt Harvey is arrogant and he labeled himself New York bureau chief. So, Oh, is that, was that the, the scuttlebutt? That, that, that's the narrative. Yeah. Okay. Is that, you know, you've only won 22 games. Right. Well, as, long as, as long as we have the narrative down, it's yeah. good. It's good to know. Right. Um, I, I thought I thought the article was great though. A buddy of mine asked me like, he's like, I, I liked it. He's like, but why um, why did he write it? And I said, I think it's well now that I know it was Jeter's website, but I think it's also a sort of you know uh, a little inside look at the guy who I, I think at times has been misunderstood. Yeah, of late. Um, Maybe. I thought it was good. 
I'm going to have a really hard time reconciling my anger at management and Terry Collins and this team. Yeah. That's that's all I wanted to say about the Mets. Okay. It's going to be I I'm really going to want to like this team. And you're telling me that's going to be tough to do. It's going to be tough. For me it's going to be tough. Yeah, but is it I I mean is it going to be tough for you because is when the balls start flying? <laughs> Mhm. Go on. Um no, seriously when the you know when the when the when everything's live or whatever, can't you just see letting it go? Maybe. I'll probably I will I'm hung up on the fact that even if they're good, they're good for a very short window because when these players are ready to get paid, they're just going to go somewhere else. So you you've moved to that now. Yeah, that's how I feel. I we were talking about it last week with Reyes or whatever, and a buddy of mine listened to the show and got back to me and said, "I've never heard anybody talk about that. It's an unbelievable point. Not that the Blue Jays would ever do it, but they would. I mean, if you traded them back Noah Syndergaard, they would. They might. Um, how he could in one you know fell swoop sort of." Uh, Sandy Alderson could redo the entire narrative with the Mets. But you and I were talking about today how perfect he would be for this team. I mean, how perfect he would be for yeah. this team. He's, he, they, they need a shortstop. They need a leadoff hitter. Yep. yep. It's, it's, that, it's that simple. Can you, find yourself talking, can you find yourself talking yourself into this lineup? No. No, and for, for a number of reasons, not the least of which is that I'm not convinced Lucas Duda is going to do what he did last year. I'm not convinced Juan Lagares is going to take a, a step forward. I'm not convinced Travis Darno is going to take a step forward. I'm not convinced David Wright is going to go back to his old self or Curtis Granderson. Right. I mean, you're, you're talking about a lot of things have to break the right way. A yeah, there's of, a, lot a lot of a lot of things. Yeah, there's a lot of hope and pray again. Like a lot, not like well, you just need one thing to go this way, and you'll be all set. No, you need like seven things to go that way <laughs> in order to be all set. Yet everybody seems to think that's what's going to happen. Right. Hey, let's take a call. We have a call. It's Bill from Long Island, and he wants to talk about baseball. This is exciting. He gets intro music and everything. He gets PJ's intro music. <laughs> Hi. Hey, guys. What's going on? This is my first time listening to the show, and I can definitely relate to your uh, Islander stories. I'm about the same age and have children of the same age, so uh, the good stuff taking your uh, boy to the game the other night. Oh, thanks, man. Yeah. No, it's, 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 uh, it's really a wonderful thing to start to see the game uh, at least for me, through uh, through my little guy's eyes, and he's hockey obsessed, which is just fantastic. So uh, it's it's cool, it's definitely cool. cool. Yeah. So yeah, what's so on your mind? The, yeah. So listen, I was listening to your baseball point before. You know, I I must have got a broken internet connection. Uh, I don't know if you guys are Yankee fans or not, but uh, it sounded like someone accidentally said that the Yankees actually need Alex Rodriguez. Did someone actually say <laughs> we that? We are uh, we are we are not Yankee fans. 
uh, decidedly. Yeah, I, I assume that. <laughs> but uh, and, uh, well, but we were to, all I was saying, it would be wonderful if he could come back and contribute. Is all I'm saying. Why? Well, I think they could use it. I think they could use a middle of the lineup bat that would produce some home runs from the right side. Wouldn't hurt. But we're not talking. You, you, we do realize this is a rod of at, at forty years old. We saw. Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't. Obviously, they're not in the same stratosphere. But we saw what Stephen Drew did last year without a spring training. What yeah. the hell is a guy going to do with no juice, with two bad <laughs> hips at forty years old? Yeah. Oh, I mean, I'm not saying he's reason- going to do it. <laughs> I'm not saying it by I, any I means he's going to do it. Not by any means, I don't think he's going to even have the right to do it. I think he's going to play a lot in spring training and realize he's not going to play anymore. Like, he's right. not going to go out there and hit 160 and embarrass himself. And then right. maybe he would accept the buyout or maybe the um, the team would, you know, can, well, they would get 85% of the uh, salary if he can somehow prove that he can't play anymore because of the hips. Do I think that's think what the Yankees that... are holding out hope for. Yeah, I, I would totally agree with that. Do you think, though, Bill, that A-Rod strikes you as a guy who's going to walk away from anything? Well, <laughs> you know what I mean? I, like absolutely he's... not. Like, And you were talking about the A-Rod apology, too. He doesn't owe an apology to anybody because, frankly, is anyone going to believe it? No. I mean, Nor should they. Right. <laughs> it's so callous and, and so shallow, it's not going to even right. matter. So yeah. he can say whatever he wants to do. I think, you're, I think what they're going to plan on doing is proven that he can play a lot in spring training and he will handle a roster spot and his butt's going to be glued to the bench. I yeah, mean, I, I'm, I mean, I think that's, I think that's the way they, they want to go. Um, and all I was, all I was saying was you owe the guy, you know, three years and $65 million plus the incentives for home runs, all that jazz. You had an, a, a down year last year, you, you know, the team missed the playoffs, uh, which is not widely accepted around these parts. If he could contribute something, because he's got to be there, you're not going to you're not going to release him and eat sixty five million dollars. They're not, you know. So the hope is either he gets hurt, or he comes back after a year and a half off and has anything left in the tank. But you know, where is he even going to play? I mean, like he like they say it's really cute that he's going to start in DH, but. I mean, if all he's got to do is hit, and that's all he's got to think about, and he's going to get right. he's going to get booed everywhere he goes. I mean, sitting no, on the right. bench and then getting up, taking four whacks a game ain't going to get it done. I mean, he might just take his money and go home. You're, I mean, at you, least that, uh, that. right. You sound like a, a pretty big Yankee fan, and you've been probably watching them for a real long time, and and you know probably go back to some of the crazy times and stuff, Bill. Do you can you remember a situation? I mean, I know Reggie and the boss got into it years ago, and and there was all that acrimony and all that drama and stuff. But this is a really weird situation, right? I mean, we can I mean we can go back to the uh, Howie Spira slash Dave Winfield days where sure. he was investigating his own players, and <laughs> that could like that's only scratches the surface on how weird this is. I mean, if, right. if I can go into all of sports, the only thing I can think of that would even come remotely close is the whole Manti Teo thing with the fake girlfriend right, and whatnot. Right, it's, right, that's right. it's just it's just so unbelievable that it's it just like you know uh, truth is stranger than fiction. Yeah, and um, no, it, it it really is, and and he's gonna have a tough time walking, right, Cal? I mean, he's gonna have a really difficult time walking back into that locker room too. Like these these guys, this is a veteran team, and you know, at some point they're not good. They don't. A lot of these guys don't want the circus there. Jeter left last year. You know, it was it was great. There was pomp and circumstance, and A Rod wasn't around for it, which was great. 
I think all, I think all the guys in that clubhouse were happy he wasn't there. Um, you know, th- these guys don't want this distraction around, right, Cal? I don't think so. Yeah. I, I, I just don't know what you do with him. You know, I just don't know what you do. I, I think you might be right, Bill. I think you might let him... I think you might try to run him into the ground in spring training, right? Like run him out at third base every day, you know. He'll be playing against Send him on the, cross know, the Florida League All-Stars <laughs> in uh, like the first, ga- first game they play right. in uh, February, right. and he'll be playing eight, nine innings every day. Right. That's right. He's going to be playing also, third base also, against Florida this, State. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. He'll be batting third against Florida State and striking out three times, and that'll be fantastic. But you also sell something called the Yankees an old team. I think, you know, the Yankees. Cashman doesn't really get quite the credit for the moves that he does do. Sure, he has a lot of money to to make his moves with, but he doesn't do he can't do it with draft picks. He's expected to win every year, and he makes a lot of under the radar moves that people don't realize. The Yankees, I mean, obviously A Rod is forty, and they have a you know a lot of money at first base. But if you look at that starting team. There's a lot of guys that are only 30 and 31 in the starting lineup. And three-fifths of their pitching rotation, now I'm not going to obviously compare it to the young phenom arms of the Mets, but we have three good arms under the age of 25 in our starting rotation. So, you know, once you get past CC, I mean, Tanaka's a young man. We traded for Nate Evaldi in the offseason. Yeah. And there's Ivan Nova still out there. And uh, there's the whole Michael Pineda, um, if he can keep his pine tar, maybe get some clean, clear pine tar this year, he could he could um, do some Absolutely. damage. I mean, no, I, I, I meant, you know, if you look at, if you go down, and I I have it in front of me, Bill, and, you know, to share at first is 35, um, Drew at second is 32, um, D.D. Gregorius is a young player and, and a really good pickup. Uh, we're, we're not Cashman haters or bashers by any means. Um, in fact, I think he does do a good job with the idea that he has to win every year. Just like you said, I think you made a great point. You know, they picked up Garrett Jones. Garrett Jones is uh, 34. They have Beltron in the outfield. He's 38. Gardner's 31. Ellsbury's 31. Those are prime years. Absolutely. Hey, don't uh, forget you know. your buddy Chris Young. If you root for that team in the orange and blue, who yeah, will probably hit yeah. more home runs in a week than you, he did for you guys last year. Well, home runs are not the problem. It's the 37 strikeouts in between the home runs that are going to be a little frustrating. Trust me. But, he, but uh, you know, Headley's 31, again, prime year. McCann's 31, but he's an old 31 because he's a catcher. Um, you know, Tanaka's 26, Nova's 28, Valdi's 25. There's Look, Pineda's 26. Absolutely. They have the potential to have a very good rotation. They do. If they can stay healthy and Tanaka is what Tanaka was last year, which is one of the top five pitchers in baseball. Um, they have the potential to have a very good rotation. I've always loved Pineda. Cal and I, I think, both always loved his arm. Evaldi, um, a really good young arm who's bounced around a little bit. You wonder if he settles down. Andrew Miller, quietly, not a bad signing. You know what I mean? Um, there's very good potential there. Like I said, I don't think they're going to be bad. I just don't know if they're going to be good. I just feel like they they like an 85 win. You know, maybe if they, maybe, and again, it's super early, but maybe if they, um, they get that full season out of Tanaka and they get a bounce back year from Sabathia, then you're talking, then you can, you know, then you're talking about five, five more wins. You know, what, what do they feel like to you, Bill? You've been watching them for, for a really long time. You know, is it all just dependent on health or do you think that there's, you know, some potential there to at least compete for the wild card? 
I'm I'm not going to be have this talk here with the uh, the Yankee blinders on, but if you look at the division, um, why can't I think we can win the division? I mean, you can. There's a lot of fire. There's a lot of firepower up in um, in Boston, and Baltimore is probably the odds-on team to beat. But they don't have any pitchers that kind of scare me. I mean, we're going to be doing it more like the '96, the old the good old days where we did it. If we're going to do it. We're going to do it on pitching and defense. Right. I wish the Yankees would have kept Robertson. You know, I'm I'm really glad to get Andrew Miller in the mix. But having a top three of Miller, Batantis, and Robertson would be kind of like the blueprint of what Kansas City did last year. I mean, a, a bit more expensive uh, one, two, three punch in the bullpen. But I think that could have been the difference maker. And we're going to miss Robertson a little bit more than we think. Right, but I think the division up is up for grabs. Um, even the teams that we thought would be great, you know, Victor Martinez is out with a knee injury. We don't know how long that's going to be, how that affects him in Detroit. And you know, the number one ace in the, with the Angels, Garrett Richards, is out two months, still recovering from his injury from last year. I mean, no one's like really blows you away. Right. Yeah. No, it's it's fair. I mean, there's there's. Uh... They're the Yankees, and as they're currently constituted, you can never say they don't have a shot to win the division because, of course, they do. Um, you know, if you go up and down their roster, I think I think a number of things have to break, though. I, I do think, in as okay. opposed to other years, I think a number. Cal, would you say that? Uh, yeah, I think things have to break their way, but they're really they're gonna like I told you before, they're gonna be there. They find a way to win yeah. somehow. You yeah, know? yeah, no, they re- they really do, and it's and 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 the guy we talk about a lot, Bill, is um, and we're gonna let you run in a sec. Thank you so much for the call. Um, sure. But a guy we talk about a lot as not getting maybe the credit it deserves because he has been outmanaged maybe in some short series and stuff is Girardi. I mean, Girardi in a regular season is a tremendous manager. He gets a lot out of a team. I I, I didn't think that team had any business winning as many games as it did last year. I really don't. One thing about Girardi that, you know, really is baseball in 2015 and beyond. There are two, th- there's usually three things you need to ma- do as a manager. You need to manage uh, the media. You yep. need to manage the players in the locker room. And you need to manage the bullpen. And it's always at the end of the season, no matter how bad things are, his his bullpens are usually fresh in the last through the whole way through September. Right. And it's really been, you know, the un-Yankee way where we actually haven't hit enough. Like they say, pitching wins. Yep. Well, we really haven't hit enough to really to to win. And I'm hoping we, uh, you know, maybe a better year from Ellsbury. Um, you know, Gardner maybe, you know, you know, learning how to run again. You know, those are <laughs> really nice to do. I don't, I'll trade 16 homers for 40 stolen bases and his, and his good on-base percentage. Yeah, but uh, I know I got to run too. But you know, it was really good talking to you guys. Enjoyed the show and uh, continued success. Ah, thanks so much, Bill. We really appreciate it. Hopefully, we'll see you out at the Coliseum. Have a good night. Okay, take care. Uh, Really nice call, there. (laughs) Way to fade it. Um, That was a really nice call, Cal. Yeah. When have we ever had a Yankee call? Not too much. No, we're never. We don't usually invite them. That's right. With well, our ranting 
of the Mets. No, that was really nice. Thank you, Bill, for the call, and, and hopefully you'll go check out the podcast in iTunes. And um, and really, I I hey, look, we'll talk sports with anybody. <laughs> yep. That was a really nice conversation. See, Met fans and Yankee fans, we can have a conversation, and it doesn't have to come back to, oh, well, the Mets suck. Like any time, Bill was great because this is a thing you and I have hated for years, right? Like if you have a conversation with a Yankee fan and you say something about their team that's an insight or an observation that's negative, their response is usually the Mets suck, <laughs> which is fine. It's accurate often. But it, usually, usually conversation ender. But don't you hate that though, Cal? Yeah, of course I do. It's very frustrating. And that was a lovely conversation with a Yankee fan who didn't do that. You know, kind of nice. You know, Yankee fans are in a weird spot. Our, you know, two of our best friends are huge Yankee fans, and you know, does Evan even watch baseball anymore? Like he's in a weird spot. Yeah. Well, look, it's different. It's hard for the Yankees. I mean, the Yankees had such incredible success for such a long time that maybe maybe they they take it for granted a little bit, and when they're not doing well they're just not as interested yeah and the four the i don't know i'm not i can't speak for yankee fans i don't i don't know yeah we don't know what that success is like with any of our organizations so and i'm being serious i'm not being woe is me like i wouldn't know what to do with four world series in five years (laughs) i I wouldn't i wouldn't know how to react but it's nice to talk to a yankee fan who's around our age who sounds optimistic about spring training and his team I found that refreshing. Good. Back to uh, Matt Harvey. I have a question. I have one last question for you. You're telling me that you're not going to be pumped the first time he pitches after a, a you know 16 months. Yeah, I'm sure of waiting. Fun. I'm sure it'll be fun. If he pitches opening day, that'll be great. Well, opening day at home. I don't want him to pitch opening day on the road. Well, he's not. So I know. They've, well, you don't have to not want him to. He's not. They've they've uh, succumbed to my wishes. Good. So congratulations. So that's it. You're just, uh, yeah, okay. That's it. This guy that you loved, when yep. the news of his Tommy John surgery came down, it almost ruined your family vacation in Disney World. Mm-hmm. You just say, uh, okay, that's cool. Yeah, because why am I, why am I going to get excited for it? Why would I get excited for it? Like... Why are you going to get excited for it? Because you've been waiting to see this guy pitch for 14 months. Yeah. And he was and electric. Yeah, he was. And we're hoping he's going to be electric again. Yeah, well, there's, there it is. There's the word. I'm tired of it, Steve. I'm tired. I'm tired of just hoping. I see. Well, so. there's really not Look. much Matt Harvey can do about it. I mean, he got he's, hurt. He's only the one pitching. No, but he got hurt. Yeah. He didn't, you know, uh, uh, you know, cut his finger off while he was gardening, like Bob Ojeda. Right. He got hurt. Like, it's not his fault that we have to hope that his arm holds up. He got hurt. I, who's blaming him? But you, but you said there's that word hope. I think there's different kinds of hope when it comes to the Mets. I think there's the hope, which I totally agree with you with, about the lineup. And then there's the hope that Matt Harvey stays healthy and pitches well. Okay, I hope he I hope he stays well and pitches well and, and is healthy and don't everything you think works that's out. A little, don't you think that's a little different? Sure. And you're not at all excited about that. No. Excited? No. They have ruined you. 
what have they done to my friend? Yeah, it's it's a shame. It really is. It is is. a shame. I thought the one. I thought the one thing that I could count on saying to you, Matt Harvey, April thirteenth, first game back in fourteen months. That'll be fun. That'll be fun. You're very much like like Dom DeLuise in History of the World right now. <laughs> nice. Not thrilling, but nice. I'm not I'm not getting excited. Sorry. I, I want you to take a treasure bath. What's it going to take for you to take a treasure bath? I told you. I told you what will get me back on board to be excited about this team. Terry Terry Collins being fired? No. Go on. You don't listen. I do listen. I want you to say it again. <laughs> so so that you'll hear it this time. So that I'll hear it this time. Um, in the playoff race in August, after the trading deadline, if they're within three games of the playoffs, yeah. either way, right, right. then I'll start to get excited. Okay. Until then, I'm going to watch. I'm going to root for them. I'm not getting excited. I'm not because and, I don't because I don't trust anything about this team. Okay. At all. I've like on a scale of 0 to 100, how much do I trust this team? It's 0. <laughs> That's the number. You didn't even go to 10. No. You you whipped out the the very rare 0 to 100. Oh, it's good enough for Steve. It's not good. En- how dare you? Oh, how dare you? I no, won't allow good. that. All right, that's true. I, I will not allow that. I withdraw that. It's not good enough for you. Watch yourself, counselor. <laughs> not on my watch. Oh, okay. Withdrawn. All right. <laughs> Sustained. Whatever. Overruled. I'll allow it, but very little leeway, Cal. Um, I- Look, it doesn't make it doesn't. It, that's just me. It's my opinion. You want to be excited. People want to be excited about this team. Go right ahead. Everybody, so you're seeing a lot of excitement, a lot of optimism. This is the year. We've been waiting five years for it. They're going to make the playoffs. 90 wins. We're really excited. Best rotation in the history of baseball. Go ahead. Fine. I don't begrudge anybody. Me? I'm not getting excited. I'm not buying it. Confidence level. Zero. <laughs> Prognosis negative. I am. Um, I I am hoping you're not counting me among those who think they're going to win ninety games. No, of course not. Okay, just making just making myself clear. Nope. Hey, Pakoda has us as one of the top five teams in the National League. I don't know what that is. Bill Pakoda, <laughs> former Pekoda. former second baseman for the Mets. Right, well, sure, he's going. Of course, he's going to have us in the top five teams. The what Mets. number? What number did Bill Pakoda wear? I think he wore twelve. Nope. Oh, he did wear 12, but not at first. Bill Pakoda? First number was 32. Hmm. I believe. I could be. I could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure. Okay. All right. All right, sir. So so are you excited about all of the number changes that the Mets have have thrown out there? You excited about that? Depends. Am I allowed? Of course. Am I allowed to be? Have I? Have I? I feel like I'm not allowed. He was number 32 for the Mets. Once again. 32 in his whole career. You just don't listen. I said you can be excited. I don't begrudge anybody for being excited about anything. I feel begrudged. No. 
I feel begrudging. You are excited about the numbers. Of course I'm excited about the numbers. I'm a number guy. I know. Travis Darno, number seven. How about that? Number seven. It's cool. How about that? Why are you going to make fun of me? I'm not making fun of you. How about that? You're making fun of me. Oh, is that, is that Beningo? No. no. How about that. that, bro? He changed his number? Was that what he There were numbers now? The same? Is it, uh, they, they, uh, they give me a number? Oh, yeah, is that right? Is that right? Is that right? <laughs> Please. Bro and Evan. Bro and Entitled. You had an encounter with Entitled. I didn't really. I just I just observed. You just were in his, in his you glow. Basked, you basked in his glow. Yeah. In yeah, his look, med glow. Look at him. There he is. You're telling me right now, Brian Calvey, who I've known since I'm eight years old, that you are not at all moved by the number changes. You. I I I was interested. I said, oh, that's interesting. <laughs> and that was it. <laughs> Interest peaked. Because they've ruined it for me. They have. I can't believe this. They've ruined it. Now, let's let's do this. <laughs> if the Islanders weren't playing as well as they were, I might feel a little different. But right now, I'm you know my dance card's full, baby. I don't have time to get optimistic about the Mets. They're second class right now. And that's never happened in my life. Never has that happened in my life. Right now, I'm so disgusted. It's, it's the perfect storm of being so disgusted with the Mets and so all in on the Islanders that I, I could care. So they changed their numbers. That's great. That's cool. Oh, I, you know, we'll see pictures of them next week in spring training and they've got their new numbers. Hey, look at, look at that. Syndergaard's 34. I like that. Could be thirty four in Las Vegas all year. <laughs> I knew that was coming. <laughs> Get six starting pitchers. Six starting pitchers. The goal of the off season was to trade Dylan G. Dylan G's on the team. Sure is. Six starting pitchers. I'm gonna say it. Do you want me to say it? Yeah, good. But. Brian, it's a good problem to have. Hmm. It's funny you mention that, Steve. Good problem. <laughs> the hell's a good problem? <laughs> problem is a problem. Right? Yep. What's good about it? That they have depth? That if someone gets hurt, they could slide somebody in? Okay, that's fine. But they're going to put the wrong guys out there. They're going to use the wrong people in the spots. They've got too many choices. See, when it's a good problem, when everybody says it's a good problem, if you can't make the right decisions, it's a problem. It's a bad problem. Right. No such thing as a good problem. It just, that's, that's a pet peeve of mine. Oh, it's a good problem to have. Shut up. It's not a good problem. <laughs> to have. It's, a, it's a problem. I I agree, in this especially in this particular instance when you're talking about six major league pitchers, right. you're not talking about an embarrassment of riches down at the AAA level in the rotation. 
You know, if you had six starters down there vying for time and and you know, or six starters in Double A that are all trying to you know get in there, that's a good problem to have because they're developing young arms, and that's a good problem to have. But it's not a problem, right? Well, that's, the the, the, the problem the problem being you know who gets time or who starts or whatever. You really can't screw that up a tremendous amount. Then it's not a problem. A good it, a good problem is ju- it's either a problem. Or it's okay. It can't be both. <laughs> All right. Yeah, that's I. That is absolutely fair. In this particular instance, it's a huge problem because you have six pitchers problem. on the major league level. Right. The other problem about this are the people making the decisions. They're the big problem. You're going to trust Terry Collins to make the right decision. I don't trust Andy Alderson. I don't trust Terry Collins to put his uniform on straight at this point. Oh, look at that. The the big tens on the front. Oh boy. <laughs> the small ten's supposed to be on the front. I'll tell you what, you know who you know who puts the small twenty eight on the front? Dan Murphy. That's who. Dan Murphy could get dressed in my locker room any day. He can get dressed in my <laughs> He's a ball player. Hey, you watch your mouth. You're talking about the only sure thing in that lineup. The only sure thing in the lineup, Dan Murphy. Yep. Yeah. Taking health into consideration, he's the only sure thing in the lineup. Here's where I want to leave you with the uh, the New York Mets. You ready? And then and then we got to talk uh, about the Islanders and the Coliseum. 2014 Mets, or or their 2015 payroll. Here, 12 players, 89.6 million. Right. So that's not the 40 man roster. Obviously, right? The 40-man roster, I think they have... uh, They're at like 96 or something like that. Okay, next year. Next year. You ready? 2016, they have $57.5 million committed. You how many players? Three. Four. Wright, 20, Granderson, 16, Nice, 9, and Kadire, 12, 5. That's it. 2007, by now, by contrast, we spoke about the Yankees, $182 million committed to 10 players. Right. right? 2017, you know how much they have committed? Uh, it's probably just going to be 34. Thirty-five-five. Right. It's just Granderson and Wright. Yeah, and a buyout for John Neese. Whatever. Right. <laughs> Don't get me started on that guy, please. I I I wouldn't dare. Please. I know he's uh, he's a current favorite. Okay, the Yankees. So that's thirty-five-five for two players. The Yankees have one hundred and twenty million dollars committed to seven players. Those players are A. Rod, C. C. Buyout. Uh, Tanaka, Ellsbury, McCann, Chase Headley, Brett Gardner, and Andrew Miller. So there you go. But the but the the Wilpons do not have any financial problems. You know how much they have committed for eighteen? Twenty. David Wright. You know how much they have committed for nineteen? Fifteen. David Wright. You know how much they have committed for two thousand and twenty? Twelve. David Wright. 
Well, it's that payroll flexibility that they've been trying to get to. So congratulations to Andy Alderson. You got your payroll flexibility. Now you want to see somebody get pissed off? Now I'm pissed off. I don't I don't want to see that. It's too late. You okay. did this. You did this. Oh, it's me. <laughs> All right. Because they can't commit money to people beyond 2016 because they don't have it. Well, because past 2016, that's when the pitchers are going to need to be paid. Forget about the pitchers. That's when they have like $375 million due on a city bond on the stadium. Well, that means they're not going to pay the pitchers. No, they're certainly not. So then why should I get excited? Because it's Matt Harvey's baseball. And you want to see him pitch and I want to see him pitch. That's yeah. why. So we'll see him pitch. I'm not... I, hey, I, look, it's okay. I'm not demanding it. I'm not apologizing for it either. You, nor should you. Not gonna. Now, now, speaking of apologizing for it. Not gonna. Uh, the Islanders, spoiler alert, uh, won tonight. Oh, oh, did you just spoil the Islanders? I just spoiled the Islanders. Whole team. Right. They're a team. Spoiler spoiler There's alert. a hockey team called the Islanders. They're really... <laughs> now you know. Now you... They're really... Um, this has been an interesting run. Because we said we would sign for 18 points in February, and they've already gotten eight, and they have 10 games to go. Um, but they haven't done it in impressive fashion. They've beaten teams they're supposed to beat, not by a lot. Probably the best game they played out of all of these was the one against the Bruins that they lost. Yeah. So they're they're four and one in the month, and their best game was the one they lost. What do you we we both watched the game tonight. We were at the game on Tuesday. I I look, we wanted Anders Lee on that first line forever. And he's sort of showing he belongs there, right? I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Can't you I I think his emer- see you don't think he's going to make a trade and I don't think he's going to make a trade. I think he was more inclined to make a trade when Oposa was healthy than he is now. Because of what because of what you said, because you said, and I totally agree with this, if they get Oposo back in three weeks, it's like getting a making a trade. Well then I can not three weeks, but yeah, right right before the playoffs. Well, that depends on what you're reading. Right? Six to eight, six to eight weeks. He's only been out two. Right, but the sur- no, but the surgery took place the day, uh, like after the, right before the All Star break, like he's already been out three and a half weeks. Oh, yeah, just three and a half weeks. Yeah, did you read the Newsday article? He's been out since. Um, Could be sooner than six to eight weeks. That's what they were saying because he's had the, he had this injury all year. He okay. was playing with it, and then he went and got it looked at, and they recommended surgery right away because they figured he'd be back on the ice faster. But regardless, let's say it's six to eight weeks. He's been out three. Yeah, okay. He's been out three weeks. Because um, I, I think actually from today, Cal, I think he had the surgery like three weeks ago today. So, you know, another five weeks, that's like getting an all-star winger back, right? Yep. So you don't make a move. But if they if they don't fix this power play, or this penalty kill, they're not doing anything. Now, do you well, think... How are they going to fix it? You and I talked about it the other night, and I think we're at, not an impasse, but I think we 
Do you think it's the players or the coaching? It's both. Do you think they have the players currently on the roster to have a... I'm not talking about a great penalty kill, an adequate penalty kill. Yes, I think so. So, I think so. So it's the coaching. And the play, the players are the ones that are not performing, though. But it's but isn't Both. it the system? Which no, do you it's, think it's, it's more it's, of? I think it's more, I think it's more of the players. See, I think, I think it's, it's more. more system. I think yeah, I think it's more of the players. Okay. But I think I think they're talented enough because we've seen them do it. We've seen these guys. You know, they've scored eight. They've scored eight shorthanded goals. Yeah, that's almost like a problem. Well, but they lead the league in shorthanded goals, and they are have the worst penalty kill in the league. How, like, how does how does that happen? Because they're 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 not they're not as concerned with their first responsibility. They're trying to be. At least earlier in the year, they were trying to be too offensive on the penalty kill. Well, I don't think they're doing that now. No, I don't think so either. I think they're just struggling with... with uh, I think they just suck at the, yeah. <laughs> on the penalty kill. Yeah. See, I think it's more coaching and adaptability to... Adapting the system and, and scrapping what's not working. Right. Like try, Like, he hasn't tried anything else. So the the current system is not working. Whether it's can the I players ask, or the system, it's not you, working. Can you can you go to more of a pressure like like tonight at the end of the game when they pulled their goalie and it was six on five? They they were pressuring the point. They were pressuring the puck at the point. Why don't they do that on the penalty kill with two guys? I just don't get it. I think they try. I, I don't think the system. I don't think the system is is not to pressure the point. I think they try. I just don't think they're good at it right now. Yeah, I I I, I tend to blame coaching more. Either way, the penalty kill is a huge problem. It's a huge problem, and there's and there's no fixing it. Who you have is who you have. They're right. not going to make a trade for anybody. Who you have is who you have. And you're supposed to have good penalty killers, like Grabner when he's back or whatever. Supposed to be a good penalty killer. Nielsen's supposed to be a good penalty killer. Right. I think the problem has been on D too. I mean, I think the problem with you know when you when you're on the penalty kill and you have like Hickey and Viznovsky out there, that's a problem. They're too small. I I don't know. That's got to get fixed. Yeah, but, well, but overall, you have to be pleased with these last five games. They've gotten eight points out of ten. Yeah, no, they've 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 done what they're supposed to do. I mean, they they've played three bad teams in a row, and they won all three games. Yep, that's what that's what you need to do. Yep. The only game in the the only game in the last two weeks that they lost that they should have won was Florida. Yes, that's it. Although Florida's played well, they should have beat Florida. They should have won that game, but Florida's played pretty well, Cal. Yeah, I know, but they should have. That that's a game they need to win. I think the problem I have with that game it was uh, was that it was Al Montoya, <laughs> and they weren't even playing Luongo. Right. You got to beat Al Montoya. I could see if you know Luongo comes in and stands on his head and shuts you down or whatever, and you don't get that game. But you got to beat Al Montoya. Hello, my name is Al Montoya. Well, you beat him. You kill my father. Prepare to die. Um. 
let's let's just finish with this uh, real quick with this conversation about the Coliseum that we had today. Um, and 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 it came up because uh, they they were talking about the Islanders and the Rangers on WFAN with Mike Francesa. And a caller, a number of callers called up to talk about the Barclays Center and the move and something sort of set me off where one caller from Hicksville or whatever called up and said he didn't understand why the Islanders were doing this. It's not going to work. And I, I, I sort of went off on a tangent that I didn't mean to go off on in that my anger was directed at that kind of sentiment from the fan base because it's not... That to me is different than saying I'm disappointed that they're leaving. You know, I'm upset that they're leaving, but I get it. You know, so my, I was just trying to say, I think certain segments of the fan base, especially those in Nassau, have to get over it and just move on and accept the fact that they're going to Brooklyn and it's better than them going to Kansas City or Quebec. Yeah, I, I'm disappointed too, Cal. I, I told you, my commute just got sucky too to go see a game. And it probably takes me from seeing, you know, what, five or six or seven or eight to two. Because it's very difficult for me to get to. I can't drive there either. And I got to take a train into the city to go to Brooklyn. So it's 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 not as difficult as yours. Yours gets significantly more difficult. I get that. I wasn't trying to... Um, I think begrudge your being disappointed about the move. So I, I think I, I sort of mixed up my words there. Um, mine was more towards the sentiment of, I don't understand why the Islanders are doing this. Well, the, what choice did they have? I don't think okay. they. Yeah, I don't think they did. But your point, uh, your point was was well taken as well. You can be both. You know, you can be disappointed and pissed off that they're moving and still accept that they're moving. Right. You know. Yeah. Here's it. Here's some, and then, of course, my brother blew blew everything out of the water because we were having that conversation on a joint on a uh, group chat on on the iPhones, and Scott blew it out of the water. You and I going back and forth, back and forth, back and forth, and Scott just said, "Look, I'm glad they're moving because they can get good players." Period. Yeah. You know, and Nassau County does not deserve to have the Islanders, period. They didn't want them. They don't deserve to have them. What do you... Let me let me put on my conspiracy of tinfoil hat for a second. Who's developing the new Coliseum? Uh, Bruce Ratner. Right. What is what? What else did Bruce Ratner develop? He developed the Barclays Center. And the Islanders are being bought. Is that correct? Uh, yeah. They're, they're the uh, primary shareholders. Charles Wong will remain a 49% owner, I think, right? Uh, at first. Yeah, right. well, he's, he's a... He's a um, yeah, yes. And then after, I think, like three years, he goes down to 20 or something like that or whatever. Right, right. Is there not a scenario... And the, the renovation on the Nassau Coliseum is supposed to take about 18 months. Did you see the plan? I looked at the plan today no. that he that he submitted in September. That apparently uh, Ed Mangano, uh, the county executive in Nassau, they love it. It doesn't call for that many fewer seats. 
at all. How many seats does it call for? I think it's still like around fifteen five or something like that. I mean, the Coliseum is like sixteen one or uh, sixteen right. four. I think it's like fifteen five or fifteen seven or so. it. It doesn't call for a grand downsizing. At least that I could see from the plans that I saw. Yeah. What are the chances they come back? Zero. Why? Why would they come back? If there was a new Coliseum built and Bruce Ratner got to develop in Nassau County and Nassau County got what it wanted and Bruce Ratner got what it wa- got what he wanted. Bruce Ratner it, got what he wanted because the Islanders were going to be in Brooklyn. He doesn't have any, he doesn't have anything to do with the Barclays Center anymore. Right? I I, I guess if so, you're saying so that, I, Charles, I don't Wang, Charles Wong gets what he wanted. He gets to sell the team. He gets to finally make his money off it. They move to Barclays for two, three years. And then Bruce Ratner gets the development deal, which they never wanted to give to Charles Wong, ever. Ratner comes in and gives them what they want, which is a refurbishing of the Coliseum as opposed to rebuilding or a new building or the Lighthouse Project. And they move back to Long Island from a building that's not meant for hockey anyway. And they're not exactly retrofitting for hockey, by the way. They're not doing anything? They're building the Islanders a, a, a locker room. That's it? That's it. Hmm. I haven't seen any plans to move the scoreboard or, or try to you know build seats out uh, in the back and the, and the one end of the ice. Well, they can't move the scoreboard. Nothing uh-huh. like that, though. I mean, if the Islanders are going to be there for the next 15 or 20 years, you'd think they would try to retrofit. It's a 20-year contract, 20-year lease. Yeah. Well, who knows? We don't, so, we don't know what the plans are. Supposedly, there's an out after three years once the new ownership has full control. I don't think it's going to happen, but I, I guess stranger things have happened. I just feel like everybody gets what they want there. Except Brooklyn. I don't think Brooklyn cares. Well, they don't care now. I mean, they might in three. You're right. I just think it's interesting that Wong in that scenario doesn't get to develop it. Right. Ratner does. He comes in and gives Nassau County the plan that they want. The Islanders get a new building and get to stay on Long Island, which they want. The fans want. And and Nassau County wants 16,000 people a night in there. I don't know. Maybe it's it's entirely wishful thinking. Well, we'll see what happens. But it's it, I don't know. It's, if you're okay with them moving to Brooklyn, then it doesn't matter, right? I, did I say I was okay? You, you uh, have gotten over it. I, all I said was, what's done is done. And to me, it's done. There's nothing I can do about it. And I would much rather them in Brooklyn than Quebec. So then that's then they didn't go to Quebec. I would rather go to two games a year in Brooklyn than no games a year in Kansas City. So if those were the choices, those to me those were the choices, right? Then you're okay. I'm not okay. I'm not. I'm not happy about it at all. I wish they could stay in the Coliseum, but you and I were there the other night. There's cracks in the friggin' ceiling. If those are the <laughs> two choices that they had, yes, 
they chose the one that you preferred. Yes. Okay. So then that's it. And you're over it. You've 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 accepted that they're moving and and that's fine. Yeah. Yeah. And just because I'm over it doesn't mean I'm not disappointed. I'm certainly disappointed. Okay. But I I don't know. I I just feel like I'm you don't want, you don't want the Nassau County people to complain though. They're not allowed to complain. No, no, no. They can absolutely complain. When when they do so, don't make it sound like the Islanders chose this. Well, they but they did. They chose it over the alternative, which was leaving New York. Right. Because as we've discussed, there was no alternative exactly. in Nassau County. Exactly. And, so, and, and, and that, that caller in particular, but a few other callers, including a Ranger caller as well, expressed it as, I don't know why the Islanders are doing this. Well, and Francis even said it. He said, Charles Wong did everything he possibly could to keep this team on Long Island above and beyond what he ever needed to do. And the reason they're doing this is because otherwise they would have moved. This was their only option to stay in New York. That's it. So for somebody to call up from... And and yes, do I have a little bit of a grind with the people of Nassau County? I do. I do. No, you can't... You can't paint the entire people of Nassau County with the same brush. You know that, right? You know that that guy that called up didn't necessarily vote for Kate Murray or Ed Mangano, didn't necessarily go and not vote for the referendum. He could just be a fan that's upset that his team is leaving. or And, and is blaming his team for leaving. Okay. That's right. Okay. You know, you've made, if you've made up your mind about that, then that's fine. That's, I, that's your opinion. It's one thing to to say I'm disappointed and upset that they're leaving, that they're going to Brooklyn. I I totally get that. But you can't keep you can't keep saying the people of Nassau County. I I, I do have a problem with the people of Nassau County overall. This is 16 years. This didn't happen last week. Mm-hmm. 16 years. They kept voting in the same politicians, and they and all of them kept saying the same thing about a coliseum. All of them. Short-sighted. We want the Islanders here, but we don't want to pay for it. We want a new building, but we don't want to pay for it. We want a new building, and he's going to pay for it, and we don't even care. We don't want that new building. That's not just Islander fans. I mean, it's the... No, most, it's, it's, it's most of them are not Islander fans. It's one of the most corrupt counties, in, but we weren't talking about just building an arena for the Islanders either. You're talking about building shops and restaurants and a hotel and having a center there and commerce and stuff. That's everybody in Nassau County. Right. But what was it branded as? The original plan? The, the lighthouse plan? Far, it was a new home for the Islanders. Absolutely. Right. So, the, so, it, so that's what it became. And and that original plan, uh, plan, I think we both agree, Kyle, was far too overreaching. But it doesn't matter. That that's what became. Right. It became an Islanders thing. But these so, are pe- these are people who continue to vote in the same. I mean, it's one of the most corrupt counties in like the country. They're millions and millions and millions of dollars in debt. Yeah. Well, I guess there weren't good enough candidates to vote in against them. Yeah. Right. They re- they replaced. Uh, Mangano, right? And then he came back. And then they voted back in. So, 
Yeah. I mean, this speaks to, I think, a larger problem in Nassau County. And if you don't know the area we're talking about, it's one of the most highly taxed suburban areas in the country. And that's a common complaint of people that live there, and yet they don't do anything about it, politician-wise. As evidenced by bringing Ed Mangano back. I don't know. I, yeah. You know, but 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 overall, I I see your point, Callan. It's wrong. It's not wrong. It's it's not fair to blame the entire county for the Islanders leaving. But they they as they didn't seem to want them. And now that they're leaving, everybody's like, "Oh, we miss the Islanders." No, they're not. You know, nobody's nobody. Not have when have you ever heard? A politician in Nassau County say, we're going to miss the I'm not the talking Island. about the politicians. The politicians are the reason they're leaving. I'm talking about the people that live there. Right. And the Which, local and the local point? businesses say, oh, you know, it's going to be rough when the Islanders leave. And I, I you know, I count on that business and stuff. Well, <laughs> you had opportunities to vote and keep them there. And you didn't. Well, you it's don't just, know. It's not, it's the, not just the referendum. You don't know that the business owner in Nassau County didn't vote to try to keep them there. He just got outvoted. It's not just you, a you, you, referendum, You're Cal. casting such a wide net over everybody in Nassau County. I don't understand that. It's not just a referendum. This has been the going on for The politicians, years. everything. Everything. You could, the, the guy that owns the Coliseum Deli could have voted to keep everything. I want the Islanders here. I don't like Kate Murray. I'm going to vote against her. I'm going to vote against Ed Mangano. I'm going to vote for the referendum. Well, guess what? More people wanted the opposite, and the Islanders are leaving. It's not that owner's fault. So you can't paint that, that, that wide... You can't cast a wide net over everybody. That's just not fair. You know? That's, I, shouldn't, I shouldn't say you can't. You could do whatever the hell you want. No, I mean I understand your point. I think the you you like just like I say you you can't tell us that we can't feel upset about it. I can't tell you how to feel. So no, I think I think what it comes down to for me with Nassau County is that the referendum for the arena lost in such a landslide, and that I feel like um, maybe in certain ways, if businesses and people locally in the community get behind something, they could have gotten it passed. And they didn't. Well, or it didn't, didn't seem to me like they did. Well, guess what? They didn't get behind a team that sucked either. You want to call it short-sighted, that's fine. But the team was garbage for 20 years. That's, that's hardly something to rally around. That's, it, I, it's fair. But then why the nostalgia now? Because they're good? Because they're having a good season now, nostalgia is okay. Because they're leaving. Yeah, why are they're, they leaving? They're leaving and they're good. So right? now, now being nostalgic about the team being on Long Island and the old barn—that's all okay. But five years ago, when they weren't good and they were rebuilding and they had been bad for a long time, not okay. Because they weren't leaving. If they were leaving now and they were awful, you don't think there'd be any nostalgia? You think Everybody, they would just go quietly into the night? Everybody knew. When that referendum was voted down, that they were leaving. Everybody knew it. Yeah, that was two years ago. It was four years three, ago. Three years ago. Yeah. Everybody knew it. Yeah, the referendum was voted down in August, and then he sold the team in October. 
everybody knew if that referendum didn't pass, the team was leaving. This isn't yeah. some surprise. This didn't, didn't happen overnight. You, you, but you seem to you think that the majority of Islander fans are the ones that voted against this. I no. I'm not the talking Islander, about. I'm not the talking Islander about, fan in Nassau County is a very small segment of the population that votes. I'm not talking about the Islander fan in Nassau County. I'm talking about Nassau County because the it's not just the Islanders playing there. Yeah, but but the Islander fans are the ones that are upset. The other people are not upset. They don't care. I they think, don't care. I, I I disagree. I disagree. I've seen plenty of I've seen plenty of non Islander fans upset that that building is going to be tumbleweeds. Yeah, well, then 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 they don't have a right because they don't have. It's it's not a matter of a right. You're right. I don't have a, 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 a sort of a brush to paint the whole county. I get that, and you're right. And I agree with you. It's too broad of a stroke. I just don't think it's fair to dismiss uh, how upset Islander fans are about this because they didn't vote. I don't think I was. Or they did. I vote. was not trying to dismiss anything. You'd be upset as you possibly want. As I said, in my opinion, I think at some point you have to get over it if you're an Islander fan. You have to get past it. No, not you even don't. over it. You actually don't. You don't have to ever talk to Brooklyn no. Dodger fans. Then don't go. Then they won't go. Then they won't go. Okay. But they're upset. Because then, the was, team will, then the team will leave Brooklyn and go to Kansas City. Well, and I you won't have anybody to root for. Well, because I don't go to Brooklyn, you think the team's going to leave Brooklyn? If, I think, if I think there are build, 10 people, people that are going to... If people don't fill that building in three years, you think yeah. they're going to stay there? I think, 10, I think there are at least 10 people that will fill my spot in Brooklyn. I'm not worried about people really? filling that building. Really? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, because now you have people from the city that have access to Brooklyn, that didn't have access to the National Who are Ranger Coliseum. fans? All, now everybody in the city are Ranger fans. Is hockey not a bit of a niche sport? It's a very, yes, of course it is. Okay, so do you think that you're going to convert 10,000 people to hockey fans that don't you know, have an allegiance already? So you have a successful team in a brand new arena. It's It's a it's a fad at first. You don't think there's going to be businesses lining up to buy those seats? I think for a year or two it will do fine. I think it's a niche sport, and I think if I think you'll convert. I mean, are you going to convert ten thousand season ticket holders for at those prices for a hockey team? You are opening up a population now from the city that has the money to buy those tickets. But that also probably has a team already. Maybe and the the business aspect. I totally agree with you. The business aspect and from and the that, speed and aspect and stuff gonna, like that. And, and, that's, and that's, that's the real shame about this. Is it's going to be a corporate crowd now. It's not going to be diehard fans there anymore. It's going to be these corporate entities buying all of these tickets for their clients. You're not going to get the, 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 the 35-year-old season, you know, 35-year season ticket holder that's gone to every game. It bleeds Islander blue. They're not going to go to those games anymore. You're going to get the guy coming from the train from, from Wall Street to check out the new arena and the new team and will leave after the second period. That's what you're going to get. That's what the, it's going to sell out, but that's what it's going to be. It's going to, it's going to be a completely different crowd. And if the team's not good, it's going to stay that way. You think the team's not going to be good? I don't know. 
I, I would hope not. I mean, I would hope that they will be good. They're built to be good, but I, I don't think that's, I don't think that exists in perpetuity. So the, I think the, so I think the novelty wears off. Ask the Nets. So as soon as Ask they Prokhorov. stop being good, people are going to stop going. Ask Prokhorov. Ask the Nets. How are the, how are the Nets doing? How are their tickets sales? Oh, they're okay. It's basketball. What, what are, how much do they, how much do they average a game? It's basketball. It's different. Yeah. Yes. Well, hockey is a niche sport. I think they're counting on people making the trip from Nassau, Bry. I really do. Well, then they'd be fools to to think that, right? Do you think they've talked to some people? They have or they haven't. They have. And now, and those people are going to make the trip. People have said they they have said that their initial ticket surge when they opened up for season tickets. They went out and talked to people in Nassau. They went out and talked to people in Suffolk. And their t- initial ticket surge was good. Whether that's PR, I don't know. A lot of people that are Islander fans work in the city. Right? They live on Long Island and they work in the city. Mm-hmm. And getting to that arena from the city is not hard at all. So if if they one of the things they talked about was moving the start time from seven oh seven to seven thirty five to accommodate people coming from Long Island, right? So you get home a little later, but you get there on time. If you work in the city and you live in Nassau County, it takes twenty five minutes to get there on the four. It takes twenty minutes to get there on the two and the three. Like it's it, you work you work downtown at like well, it you depends know, on where yeah it depends on where you are. I, no, I mean I've I've got I got to Barclays for the net game on the four in twenty three minutes from, from Midtown where? from Midtown from, okay. from Grand Central. Those that's easy. The getting home is the difficult part because Atlantic only goes to you got to go to Jamaica and then change. Right. Right. So there's no direct trains, but they're talking about running direct trains out of there. They're talking about accommodating those. If you live in you know, let's say Hempstead or whatever. You know, you're about 16 minutes to Jamaica, and then you jump on the train to Hempstead, and you're about another 45 minutes home. And it's going to take you an hour and 15 minutes to get home. Right. So this is this is the the guy that's been going to the Nassau Coliseum for 30 years and has get, gotten in his car for 10 minutes, 15 minutes, got to the Coliseum to watch a game. But, does, but, that, does, to, but that option doesn't exist anymore. Does he still want to watch the team? Now has to get on a train yeah. and spend an hour and 15 minutes on a train rather than 15 minutes in his car. Going home. Right. Takes him 25 minutes to get there on the train from work. Takes him an hour and 15 to get home. I mean, can he still go see the team in a much better building? Right. But he can, so he's not allowed to be disappointed. Because of he can course he can team. be disappointed. I'm disappointed. My commute home just went from 18 minutes to an hour and 25. Mm-hmm. But I'm going to do it. I'm going to find a way to do it. Oh, that's good. So that's your choice. And I There's think, a lot of people that are not going to do it, and that's their choice. And you can't begrudge them for it. I think there are a lot of people that are going to do it. We, you, we don't know. We're going to have to see. We're going to have to see who does it. We are. I certainly don't begrudge them never doing it again. Certainly. If you want to be, I I don't see the I don't see the I don't see the point of that. If you're an Islander fan, you have to get over it. No, you don't have to do anything. As I said today, 
If you're an Islander fan, I would hope you get over it. I would. I would hope you get over it and support the team in their new home. Because seeing them, you know, 10 times a year is better than not seeing them at all. And if you used to go to 42 games and you only go to 20, that's better than not seeing them at all. That's that's, to you, that's to my you. thing. To you. To me, yes. Absolutely. Right. Absolutely to me. And again, that's why I said, I don't. you don't have to do anything. I would hope that you get over it and, and find a way to get there. Yeah, the, big, the bigger concern to me is not about time it takes to get there because I'm a casual fan. The bigger concern to me is how much it's going to cost me to get a ticket. You're, because you're, you're because not a it, casual fan. Because you're a diehard fan. But I'm, no, but I'm a casual game goer. I'm a five to seven games a year guy. Mm-hmm. This year I'm going to go to more because it's their last year. Okay, but now if the average ticket goes from, you know, we got tickets the other night for 29 bucks. That's a deal. Is it, but I'm saying it was a deal. We got tickets for 29 bucks. Right, there's not going to be deals. Anymore. I've gotten tickets I've gotten tickets at other times this year for $35 or $43, right? I'm not paying $125 for a game. I can't. For a ticket, I can't. That's, you're not my, gonna go. that's my bigger concern. Right, so then you're not going to go. Yeah, but it's not going to be because it takes me an hour and 15 minutes to get home. It's going to no, be because I can't afford it. But that's but that's that's your thing. You can't afford it. Some people that can afford it don't want to travel. So that's their thing. Yeah. yeah. Everybody Everybody's going to have their own reason for not going. If hey, they look, don't go. it sucks. It sucks. If you had a 10-minute commute for the last 35 years, it sucks. It sucks. There's no way around it. It blows. Not well. That's that's it. It there's there's no begrudging anybody anything. It sucks. It sucks. My brother said it today. He's Ten minutes from there. He doesn't care. He's happy they're leaving. He's not happy. He's just he's he's pleased that the new building means they get better players. Given the choice between having a new building in Nassau County or going to Barclays, he'd take Nassau County. I think most people would. Yes. And they would. Right? Yep. You ask somebody, would you rather would you rather them go to Quebec or go to Brooklyn? You can say, I'd rather them go to Brooklyn than Quebec, but I'm pissed off about it and I don't know if I'll ever get over it. Okay. You could, you could say that. Okay. Yeah, that's fair. I get that. Incidentally, I do live 10 minutes away, and I'm glad they're moving, is what your brother said, the Nassau County resident. Yes. He is happy that they're moving. Yes. He's happy that they're moving because a new Coliseum was not an option. Right. And because it allows them to get better. Yes. Get better players. Of course, nobody will go see them. That's fine. Well, I think we've I think we've handled this. <laughs> All right. I feel uh I feel pretty clear on this. How does how do you think PJ feels about this? I don't think he's here anymore. Oh, he's here. He's been watching this whole time. That's creepy. <laughs> it's a little creepy. <laughs> I'm Peach. a Monmouth County resident and <laughs> 
I'm a little bit closer now to an Islander game. Just a little bit. <laughs> Just about 32 miles closer. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. But in terms of time, in terms of time travel to travel, it's it's not so much better than if I had a if I had a go from here to the Nassau Coliseum versus yeah. here to Barclays. I think there's I think something we didn't mention that I should, and that not Brian to mentioned is, parking. Oh my God, parking over there is like crazy. Well, you can't park at the Barclays Center. That's the other problem. I you think something that I. That I failed to mention that I should, and that in not fairness to Brian, but in deference to your point, Cal, is that the Islanders themselves are a wholly unique situation in that they are a suburban team and have been for 43 years. There is really... Not another example in professional sports in North America that's close. So it's a bigger deal them leaving for a metropolitan area than it would be for any other franchise. Therefore, a fan's anger... I think is magnified by 50 and for that reason I could see somebody never getting over it. So I'll amend slightly. Yeah, but I would hope the suburbs just find something better to do. I would hope that There's they can, but I would understand if they never did. I would hope that they could get over it, but I would understand if they never did. Because it's a wholly unique situation that will not exist anymore. So, yeah, it's it it is the Islanders are a very unique situation that you really don't have anywhere else. They they are like the Brooklyn Dodgers. They belong to Nassau County. Nassau County is suburban. There's a reason my brother lives in a house in the suburbs and he's ten minutes from the Coliseum. Can't say that around about a lot of other places. Maybe Rich Stadium in Buffalo, Cal, kind of has that. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, I'm sure there are there are other examples around the country. Yeah, but but not Lambeau like that. Field. Lambo, yeah, I guess. Right. I don't know. I mean, football's different though, because it's once a week, and you can travel. You know, you can drive eleven hours to go to a game. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like hockey's every night. You know, hockey's every other night. You know, there's forty-two home games. There's not eight. So really, in professional sports, it's very unique. You're taking a team that is completely suburban, married to that that suburban Long Island thing. They're not a city team. They're a Long Island's only team. And they're and, and you're taking that away. So I amend. I hope that they can get over it and go see them in Brooklyn, but I wouldn't blame them if they never did. So there you go. All right. Anyway, how about a fun load? Sure. None Who's up? <laughs> no, no, I'm all. I'm all the air is out of the bag now. That's it. All the air. I let the air out of the bag. Well, we were having a very. This was a, an important discussion. I feel like. 